right, Patrick Paolini, back from a vacation. Sarah, back from a uh, little, uh, little vacay, a little R and R, as they say. Down at the Masters, a tradition. Not a lot, not a, not a lot of R and R though. Fun. Oh, really? Not a lot of R. No, Uh-oh. I mean it was great. It was fun, but not a lot of R and R. I what? No, what's that mean? Does that mean like you're back, like full? You're you're full? Like no, shots? I was playing golf. Oh. I mean, driving to the mat. I mean, no, all great <laughs> stuff. But I got to go to the Masters last Monday, which was the first practice round, first time I've been at Augusta, and it is. Um, it's everything and more that people say it is. It exceeded my expectations. It's like walking into a movie set. It's that perfect. It's, you know, just from 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 the organization of the parking to the gates opening to hundreds and hundreds of people helping and telling you where to go and the pro shop. I mean, I don't know if you know the, the you know, the gift shop, pro shop, whatever you want to call it, is renowned. So it was our I first stop. Okay. You know, uh, renowned you know, for what? Just their just, merch? Just how, well, a lot of the merch you can only get on site. The okay. prices are very reasonable on site compared to online. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you get in line and it kind of weaves through like a Disney, you know, line, like for a ride and they, they let like X number of people in at each time as they see people going out and there's everything you could want. Uh, I bought a ton of stuff. Uh, even bought onesies for my, you know, future, future grandbaby. Uh, yes. You're going to be a baby. grandpa. I had a, had a, you know, uh, so, so that was fun. Uh, spent a fortune, and then you get to check the bag because they have a checking system. So you get in line, you check your bag, you get a ticket. You don't have to walk around with you know your thousand dollars worth of merchandise. Um, and by the way, if you wanted, they would ship it right to your house. Oh my God! Sounds like a total white glove then, service. You know, I love it. it's. It's immaculate. The course itself is just spectacular. It's just spectacular and extremely hilly compared to what you. I mean, there's some shots when you're watching it on TV, you you notice the hills, but very hilly, very difficult, and the greens are so. I mean, the slopes and and the changes on the green are, are just like. It's amazing these guys shoot what they do and how well they play. Then let's get to the food real quick. Uh, they still have prices from like 20, 30 years ago. Sandwiches are buck fifty. What? But, you know, they egg, do? Yeah. So they're known for their egg salad <clears throat> and really they're known for their pimento cheese sandwiches, which are phenomenal. So obviously I had to get multiple at a buck fifty each. I'm just buying shit. I don't even know if I'm going to eat it, right? <laughs> You're then they have the well first the breakfast sandwiches were like two seventy five. <laughs> then they have uh, barbecue, chicken club, regular chicken sandwich, ham and cheese on rye, all that stuff like two seventy five a sandwich <laughs> or whatever it was. Beers four bucks. Okay, so we... okay, so this is all right. So they make all their money because obviously to get a ticket to the Masters is like insane. They make right? all their money on TV. Okay, the tickets aren't that expensive. No, really, they're not. Yeah. Hundred bucks for a practice round ticket. My that's God, that's it. so cheap. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for mo- it, that's pretty cheap. That's pretty reasonable. The, I mean, the, it's it's TV rights, think. naming rights, merchandising rights, 
Um, oh, I'm sure they probably have massive, you know, major sponsors and donors who keep it. Yeah. You know. So, you no, know, wait, I mean, there's Augusta, not. It, what, is Augusta the name of the country? Club? It's a country club, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's Augusta National. Augusta National Country Club. Okay, so they all, and they have obviously year-round members. I think it's members. actually Augusta National Golf Club. I don't believe it's Country Club. Oh. That's good. Yeah, either way. <clears throat> okay. It's obviously in Augusta, Georgia, which is right on the South Carolina border. Georgia's um, the best. Next state I want to live. I love Georgia. It, it's just, yeah, I mean, it was everything that I thought. And the practice round's great because you could really walk around more so. You don't have to kind of set your chair up. Um People come out sporadically. They go to the driving range and, you know, so, yeah, we spent 10 hours there that day. It looked uh, awesome. You know, for me for me to spend 10 hours anywhere is just without getting, like, antsy and saying time to go uh, is an accomplishment. So, uh, anyway, fantastic. Uh, well, maybe this is your next gig, you know. You'll run the sandwich shop. Uh, you'll be the GM of the sandwiches at oh Augusta. God, yeah. And it's just like you walk into the concessionaire and it's like six lines and it had big signs. It says snacks. So it goes snacks, sandwiches, um, uh, drinks, and what, like right down the line. It's like a conveyor belt, like boom, 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 boom. And they're just putting out fresh sandwiches. Like unbelievable. See, I'm a big egg salad fan, so it was very good egg salad. <laughs> so you saw Tiger Woods in person. Oh, yeah. We watched Rory, Tiger, Tom Kim, and Fred Couples for a while. We I, we saw almost that. There was only a few top players that we did not see that day. Did not see Phil, who, by the way, finished second at the Masters, Phil Mickelson, which is just I, – I mean – yeah, give us that all your thoughts. That, it, it's one of the greatest accomplishments in the history of the Masters. I think it's been downplayed a little bit because of all the live controversy and, you know, how Phil was, you know, obviously said what he said about Khashoggi in Saudi Arabia. And he was kind of the main first person with Greg Norman to go over to live. So Phil, Phil, certainly over the last several years, his reputation and legacy has taken a hit. But. 52 years old, eight under, was the leader in the clubhouse at one point. Just amazing. Unbelievably amazing performance by Phil Mickelson. Uh, it was good to see him smile. Uh, you know, I'm not a Phil hater. I think what he said was ridiculous and wrong. Which was um, basically like telling people to get over it, right? And, yeah, and like, listen, in get reference over it. to yeah, right. Saudi yeah, Arabia's uh, yeah. treatment of, yeah. Yeah, get over it. Um, but it's interesting. We talked about Liv on this podcast numerous times. Liv Golf, obviously the the, the tour, the secondary tour uh, financed by Saudi Arabia that paid, you know, golfers, you know, guaranteed, you know, hundreds of millions, hundred million dollars, fifty million dollars, whatever the numbers are, uh, to go over and play Liv, the Live Tour L I V, and uh, Bruce Kepka, who was the leader after two rounds. Uh, actually, I think the leader after three rounds. Uh, Patrick Reed and obviously Phil, three live golfers finished in the top six. So now there's this renewed talk about because like live golfers have been banned from the PGA. They don't get world ranking points for their live tournaments. And everyone's saying, well, wait a second. Clearly the competition or those individual players are good enough. They finished three of the top six at the Masters. 
we got to kind of, so it's created a lot more controversy discussions on how do we treat the live tour in terms of world golf rankings? Because world golf ranking rankings dictate a lot on what exemptions you get and guaranteed entry into certain tournaments and, and so forth. But So, and how do uh, you think it should go? Um. I think they need to figure it out. I think they need to. I think they need to get back to the table and come to some sort of compromise on this. Okay, I think, I think live in of itself is not real exciting. I think you know they have team concept, individual concept. No one's paying attention to it. The individual players there, some of them are obviously world class players, as proven this week. Um, so I'd like to see them, Jay Moynihan, who is the head of the PGA, uh, and, you know, obviously whoever's Greg Norman, I guess is technically head of live, but I'm sure there's other executives behind the scene. I think they should come together and figure this out. Right. Um, but I do think that excluding those players is not right either you know i mean there's some of the top players in the world over there and they should be able to play in all the majors now they are they're allowed to play in three of the four majors the pga tour which is the pga championship um excludes them from that major uh which is unfortunate so i I just think it needs to kind of get rectified and fixed and uh and then go from there but uh, but people seem to cheer cheer a lot for Bruce Kepka. Okay. I, mean, I don't know if you watched it, but Bruce John Rahm obviously won it. We haven't talked about him yet. Fantastic. One of the best players in the world, if not the <laughs> best player in the world. But it was interesting and it was nice to see Bruce Kepka and John Rahm, you know, playing the round. They played two rounds together because uh, they were both uh, first and second for, for, for two consecutive rounds. Uh, and they had to wait. The players in front of them were a little slow. By the way, Patrick Cantley could not have played slower. Like a ridiculous, like, they got to figure that. They got to keep his pace moving. He's a very slow player. Uh, but they were laughing. They were chatting. They congratulated each other on Twitter after the fact. It was it was really good to see. So, um, so I don't think the players resent each other necessarily. <clears throat> okay. I think some of the things Liv did. We talked about this. The PJ had was forced to uh, pay guaranteed. Uh, amount of salary for you know uh, anyone on the tour so you know some of these first-time tour players if they don't make the cut they they're out of pocket they lose money yeah so now they're guaranteed i believe five hundred thousand. there's enhanced tournaments with much much larger purses um so Uh, Anyway, enough golf, but let's just... No, I think it's a good point, right? And I think we've talked about on this episode, but it's not like the PGA... I mean, yeah, you can say a lot about Live Tour and Saudi Arabia, but it's not like the PGA is like this... I I mean, they haven't been amazing to these guys for a long time. I agree with that. And I think there was a lot of changes that were needed. Yeah. And I know you can't necessarily separate who's behind the tour, but... You know, the NBA does a ton of stuff with China. Again, China's not running the NBA. I get the difference. Um, But if Jeff Bezos started this tour, I think the PJ would have had to talk to them. I think the fact that it was Saudi Arabia financed is giving them cover 
as to why they're not working with these players. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure they could separate that. But if they, you know, somehow if they could figure this out, it it, it would be good. But anyway. All right. Well, moving on because last week when you were away, uh, former not President Trump was arrested. He so, was. Curious, you know, what do you think of this case? Do you Indicted think— Indicted and arrested. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think it's going to hold up? Because there's no. still— I know. No, it's... no, I don't. I think—and again, I'm not a lawyer. Okay. I, I, ha- I, I read as much of the indictment as I could bear before I got, like, bored with okay. it. Okay. Um, so what I've tried to listen to and look at are you know, legal experts— some at, at our station at Fox 5, uh, um, people who I consider to be very down the middle, rational, you know, take out the noise from the left and the right. And let's, and almost everyone says this is just a, a, a bull charge. It's over, over, it's exaggerated. It's, they're not even sure he has jurisdiction to bring this as, as, as a case. Um, unless this was Trump, there's no way Alvin Bragg is spending the resources and time needed to take down, potentially take down a former president. This seems clearly personal. Um, and I get, you know, the, the, the Manhattan DA's office can do multiple things. They can right. prosecute white collar crime, and they could also try and keep the city safe. So people were saying, well, you know, know, the crime rate's up 37% in New York. Maybe you should spend more time on that. Well, I think you could do both. But there has to have been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of, 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 of person hours on this case, right? So... Clearly, I think they could be doing other things. So I, ah, that there, it's not even going to go to trial if it ever makes it that far until after the twenty four election. Okay, okay. I, I just think, <sighs> I think Alvin Bragg, who by the way is is considered a very progressive district attorney, who campaigned, as did the Attorney General of New York, on getting Trump. I also think this takes away from what I believe is the more potentially career-ending, political career-ending investigations going on in Georgia and for the January 6th uh, insurrection. So, um, So to answer your original question, I think it's a nothing burger. Uh, was a crime committed? Again? Maybe, maybe oh, it's a God. misdemeanor at best. Um, you know, there's been other politicians. You know, I saw a whole bunch of stuff. John Edwards, obviously, when he was indicted for something like this, it went away quickly. He paid a fine. It was considered a misdemeanor, I believe, at the time, or it was pleaded down to a misdemeanor. Uh, but you know, listen, you know, and and at the time, all the pundits were like, "This is ridiculous. This is like none of the business." You know, whatever. I don't know. I I think it's going to be hard to prove that a second. So so for this to be a felony, my understanding is my limited legal knowledge. The paying of the hush money 
or or I should say the falsifying business records is a misdemeanor. But if if you if 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 that misdemeanor was done to cover up another crime, then it can be elevated to a felony. And the second crime, which was not mentioned in the indictment, the speculation is, and I believe Alvin Bragg kind of either said this directly or, or implied it, or that it's the covering up of it to win an election. Uh, that's going to be very, very hard to prove with everything that was running. You know, right. There was a lot out there about Trump at the time. And uh, so, uh, so I think it's a... It, I just think it's a waste of resources and time. I really do. Do you think it's worked up his base, um, former President Trump's base, as much as, <clears throat> I don't know, I still think he's losing so much momentum. I mean, yes, there were protesters. There were definitely supporters yeah, of I, his. Listen, he's clearly, I don't think just, there's any doubt, he's lost a ton of momentum. Yeah. I yeah. think the polling state by state puts DeSantis within striking distance. I think that... Um, So I think it gives him something to kind of he doesn't talk about policy anymore. He only talks about Trump, how he was wronged, how they're out to get him, how this, that, the other thing. Like, it's just it's just an old. And, and you know, have they been out to get him? Well, maybe and maybe wrongly at times. I mean, he's done enough for them to go after him. Sure. For, but I also think there's been, you know. From the day he got elected with the Russia uh, campaign interference with, uh, you know, uh, other things. So. Well, and he never helps himself, like to your no. point, you know, yes, maybe some of these things have been He's a not, witch hunt, but he but never. By no means am I trying to make him a sympathetic <clears throat> character. Right. This, right. Uh, but there is some truth, I think, that, you know, uh, you know, people. Other they, they've gone after him because he's Trump. There's no doubt about that. Just like I think people went after Hillary because she was a Clinton. Right? Oh, right. They, I think the same deep hatred for the Clintons is yeah, there so for the Trumps. One hundred percent. I'm not saying it's different. The Benghazi investigation was just, you know, yeah, mistakes were made. Could they have responded fast? You know, but somehow. That, that trial was just absurd. I yeah. mean, not trial, the um, hearings, the Benghazi hearings were absurd. That was just, that was out to make Hillary Clinton look as bad as they possibly can. So it works both ways. I understand this. So um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, it's interesting that DeSantis gets so much attention as a governor. Clearly he is a potential front runner or strong candidate for the nomination on the Republican side. So I get that he's he's becoming a national figure. But to the degree that you see articles about some, you know, congressperson or state senator or state legislator in Florida proposing some ridiculous piece of legislation and the pictures of DeSantis in the article. Right? It's so it, it you know, they know he's a threat. Uh, whether he gets there, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't seen him on a national scale yet. Um, 
but every twist and turn in the state of Florida is being reported as it's somehow. This is what happens in states. You win battles, you lose battles. Why aren't we talking about Kathy Hochul in New York or Newsom? I, I mean, Gavin Newsom in California. He like, says seriously? he's going to run. He says he's going to run eventually. Yeah. Or okay. at least his inside uh, circle does that he believes but, he will be the next Democratic president at some point. Okay. Well, it won't be the next if Biden wins, but maybe. Um, no. Wait, but you were going to, I interrupted you. What were you going to say about No, no, Newsom? I'm just, I, it's just interesting to watch, you know, the, 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 the pundits and so forth, uh, how, how they, how they look at individuals, um, and they don't really understand what's going on in that state necessarily. So they report it as if it's a national thing when it's really a state, a state thing, a state matter. Uh, so we'll yeah, see, we'll see where that goes. But um, what anything else in politics that you want to touch on? Well, I, I just think it's interesting with all these candidates that may or may not run unless something unbelievably nutty happens. I think the presidential race is down to three people. Okay. Already. Who are I they? I think it's Joe Biden, DeSantis, and Trump. That's it. Because I don't think any of the other candidates, unless, God forbid, something happened to the health of Joe Biden or or something like that. But there's no other Democrat that's going to challenge Biden if he wants to run again. And I don't think anyone wins the Republican nomination other than Trump or DeSantis. Okay. So... I think that's, you know, I think we're there. I mean, Pence can run and this can run oh. and that can run. And then obviously if Trump loses the pri the primary and the nomination to, say, DeSantis, he could run it as an independent and give the election to Biden because that's something Trump would do. Right? I know. So, you know, and listen, I, so who knows? Who knows where this thing goes over the next year and a half? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy though. Like we just came through election, and you know, a year from now, we're like, we're going to be deep into the primary season. Like, it's so wild. I know, and it is like, I don't know. I mean, you do wonder what DeSantis's camp is is strategizing because, like you said, I mean, if Trump goes independent, then he's going to take that huge percentage from Ron. DeS I don't know. Or do you just like we've talked about? Do you just not run, let him flame out, get through four more years, and then? I would think most likely Ron DeSantis would at that point, you know, I mean, it's always cyclical usually. So well, I, I think, I think, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Chris Christie should have run against, uh, I believe it was Obama mm. after Superstorm Standy. He chose not to, and he, he never recovered after that, right? Four years is a long time. A lot can hard, happen. Yeah, it is. It's such a gamble. Um, I don't know. You know, but at the same time, you have to beat Trump. <laughs> then you have to beat Biden, which, you know, not going to be super easy because, you know, Joe will, you know, Joe will be Joe. Everything about Joe is baked in. And so it'll again, it'll come down to a few states, Georgia, Arizona again, Wisconsin, Nevada. And that's it. Nothing else is going to change. So DeSantis against Newsom in 2028, that'd be kind of good. Florida versus California, where's the country at? Um, 
I I personally think if DeSantis runs a good campaign and somehow beats Trump, I do think he will beat Biden. Because I think some of these states that were reluctant to vote for Biden but did because he ran against Trump will switch back over. Um, I don't think I think DeSantis wins Georgia. I think DeSantis wins Arizona. I think DeSantis wins Wisconsin. That's just my personal opinion. <clears throat> I think those states want to be center right. Um <clears throat> but because of Trump were forced to be center left. I mean when a Carrie Lake only loses by I was going to say know, I mean it was so point, close. Well, right, when when you know <laughs> And you know Nevada. When, when, I mean, when, Hirsch, when Herschel Walker can almost win a Senate seat, I think Georgians wanted to vote for someone who wasn't just crazy, right? Yes, I mean, yes. Think about that. Herschel Walker at one point was up three points in that race until all the craziness, right? So. No, I um, I tend to agree with you. I think yeah. when you when you put it that way, of so, those something three else states, happened last week. Wisconsin won, I believe it was the fifth. It was an open seat. It was two Dems, two Republicans on the state Supreme Court. And the Dems won that seat, which is a huge victory for Democrats. And the main issue was abortion. So, you know, you and I said this, I think you said it actually way back when, when Roe v. Wade was overturned. From a political perspective, maybe the best thing that happened to the Democrats in a few years. Oh, I do totally. think abortion always was positioned as a galvanizing issue, and it never really was. I think when R.V. Wade was turned over, it became a galvanizing issue. I think even moderates, moderate right individuals want their rights protected they don't have to have an abortion. They may not agree with abortion. They may personally believe you shouldn't have an abortion, but I believe they want the right as a female and a woman to have an abortion. And I think that you, we have seen, we saw Kansas uphold the state constitution for abortion. Now Wisconsin put a, put a, a Democrat on the Supreme Court because of that. And I believe there's a few other states that, you know, I think Kentucky did something positive toward women's yeah, rights to have an abortion. I mean, you're talking about red states, right? Uh, historically red states, certainly either from a from an overall state perspective, but certainly from a legislative perspective. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, not to switch gears, but from another tragic standpoint, Louisville had oh. an unfortunate major mass shooting yesterday. Another one. Um, continue to talk about these. Um, and again, I'm not going to get into what could have stopped it. You know, I don't, not even sure what type of weapon was used. I believe it was, a, they called it a long rifle, which, you know, would that classify under the, uh, you know, a, you know, uh, a automatic AR category. Well, yep. Yeah. So I, again, I, I, I'm not knowledgeable enough to know that specific I, detail at this point. I'm curious though. I, you know, I have all kinds of friends, some conservative. It's it's funny. I, I don't hear I, – I feel like this is like abortion now, gun rights. And 
I don't know anybody really who's arguing that we should continue to sell AR-15s without no. some sort of serious. Why, why do you think our lawmakers, why do you think Republican lawmakers are so against what it seems like almost all American people seem to be universal background checks? We're talking every well, single so state. It's lo- lo- lobbying money, lobbying money, and they'll be primaried by a f- even more further right candidate. That's but it's think. how is that possible? Because it seems like most Americans are now in agreement that we need tougher. Gu- how? Why are they not John serving Stewart? the so people? There was, there was a clip last week. Where John Stewart was interviewing. Again, I think it was a, a state <sighs> senator or congressman from Oklahoma. Okay, I don't remember exactly who it was. You could probably look it up quick. So. Okay. Um, and John Stewart just crushed him. Absolutely embarrassed him. John Stewart got him to say, because they were talking about the drag shows and the book banning. And then they were, you know, they were talking about gun control and then the drag shows and how, you know, how, and the, the, the politician from Oklahoma, the gentleman said, our job as politicians is to protect children from this. And John Stewart's like, really? Your job is to protect children? Yeah, it went viral. It was Senator Nathan Dom, who's okay, the Republican. So why aren't you doing that with guns? And he was just, you know, Silent. bewildered and didn't have an answer. But, you know, John Stewart crushed him. I, I don't uh, understand, too. It's like the NRA, you could still make a fortune, even if you decided, like we've talked about in the show, to make it a longer most period. Most NRA members, a, 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 a large majority of NAR members believe in um, – and I hate, this is a democratic term, common sense gun laws. Okay, what are they? You know, again, we need to be specific. Um, Universal background checks. You can't sell at a gun show to, to so, any old so, person. So I, I live in Maryland. There's universal background checks. There's a three, there's a waiting period. There is, you have to be 21 to buy certain weapons. You, you, yeah, but it's the it's not. But the problem is, go okay. Just drive south until you get to your other state of North Carolina and buy I anything. You, it does but, unless it's unless it's nationwide. Unless it's you know unless it's illegal at these gun shows to sell to any kid. Well, not kid. Even forty five year old. I think you start with an assault ban. We had one. Shootings went down. Mass shootings went down. You bring it back. Start there. Then pause. And say, okay, now what can we agree on? Okay, because the illegal guns you're seeing in inner cities are killing, you know, individuals at the at, at an unbelievably high rate. Okay, killing and and hurting individuals at an unbelievably high rate. Okay, that is the, the, the there's no difference between that and what happened in Louisiana. You have to treat them the same. Okay, people are there's. There's hundreds of millions of guns in this country, unfortunately. People are going to have access to a weapon of choice if they want to hurt someone. So, you know, I listened to Josh Shapiro this morning, governor, Democratic governor out of Pennsylvania. And he, I happen to know from years ago, uh, I like him a lot. He's like, it has to be a multi-pronged approach. We have to get to the mental health issues. We have to get to access to high-capacity weapons we have to prosecute 
individuals in cities that possess and use illegal there needs to be a mandatory sentence if you're caught with an illegal weapon yeah, five years if, minimum make it so you, hard if you use that weapon to commit a crime and then if you hurt somebody with that weapon it goes up five ten fifteen gone bye and i don't care if you're 15 years old bye bye you're well, gone 15 okay. no 15 I you're smart enough 15 sorry is, no sorry. you're not no, no you're what? not 15 oh. come on no 20 okay so let me ask you a question let me ask you a question. Yeah, but 15. Demo a lot of Democratic legislators think it's okay at a 15-year-old takes measures to transition. That's okay, but they can't get put away for murder? Well, Come on, Sarah. I'm not sure I totally agree with the uh, the transitioning thing is a whole thing. But it, but it, no, I'm, you I'm can, a, argue, you can right. argue, okay, if you're going to transition at 15, maybe you're doing – long-term damage that to yourself that maybe you regret or you don't regret in the future. Okay, that's one human being. And that's sad if it turns out you wish you hadn't done it, but it's great if it turns out you wanted to do it. But if you're talking like, I mean, a 15-year-old, because I mean, a 15-year-old that's got an illegal gun in a city and goes and shoots somebody has zero guidance at home, if they have parents at all. And I'm not saying that okay. they shouldn't go to jail for a, a while, but putting them in jail for I don't know ten years. Yeah. I mean maybe I mean maybe maybe they maybe but I, so to at least but, they're thirty years old. I'm not saying for fifty years, but it shouldn't be just to their twenty one. No, I mean depending on depending on the the severity. It's like I think about those. Two, the remember that awful carjacking of the Uber driver in D.C. and they killed him. I mean that was like. Horrific, I mean, and I think they only got 12, a couple of 13, years. 12, 13, maybe 14. I, 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 I mean, yeah, they do I, take a lot. I mean, it's, seri it's really 15 serious. Year but... old, a 15-year-old? A 15-year-old is – they know what they're doing. They they know what they're doing. I don't know. I they no, I don't. Th I uh, okay. Maybe a few. Listen, but... we we could we right, could debate okay, the 14, okay. 15, 16. But I agree My with point. Josh in Pennsylvania. I agree with him. I think it's going to be multifaceted. We do have a mental health crisis, but I mean, we got a mental health crisis worldwide. It's just that mentally ill people in Europe don't have access to AR-15s as easily as they do here. Well, the, yeah, or any elite, any guns for that matter, because they don't really have yeah. a lot of guns on the street in, in those countries, right? So yeah. it's the problem for our, if you're really going to try to solve this, the problem is <clears throat> you have to have solutions knowing there's all these guns already on the street and, and available whether it's in a home. So again, we've talked about this. There needs to be insurance on these weapons. You could be held liable if a weapon of, that you've purchased is used by anyone else. You're liable, right? Now, that's a little dangerous because um, I don't mean if it was stolen from you or somebody broke into your home and used it, but if you left it unlocked, accessible to someone if you knew someone was going to commit or had issues and didn't report it, I think we have to put a little bit more pressure on those who have purchased the guns. What I don't want is, 
and I throw this number out, I'm not sure it's 100% accurate, but 99% of legal gun owners are never going to commit a crime. Sure. Yeah. They're just not. Yeah. So you have to be careful that you don't have laws that infringe on legal rights when it comes to that. Now, the Second Amendment is not absolute. You don't have to have access to assault weapons. You don't have to have, there's nothing that says you can't have a mandatory background check or a waiting period. Um, and you should do all of that. But you also need to really, really, really figure out this, uh, you know, the, this inner city gun crime, carjackings with guns and all this other stuff. So uh, it's, it's not easy. It's not. I know it's just frustrating because it doesn't seem like our lawmakers even make I mean I can't say that I mean you know President Obama came very close to passing a really you know change and and President Biden has done some things but it just doesn't seem like they ever really no matter what I mean it's just what's it going to take they never seem to really figure well, listen, it out and push it's, what it's, the American it's people Republic, want it's it's not, it's Republican lawmakers yeah. are unwilling unwilling to do what's necessary to protect yeah, so society so... as a whole. Ah, uh, the Republican Party. All right. Well, listen, but but I agree with you. Guns, the gun issue, hopefully, is a galvanizing one like abortion was. And I don't agree with... I don't agree with a lot of Democratic policies when it comes to taxes and spending. and um, That's true. Yeah. Regulation and all this other stuff. But, you know, sometimes you're willing to deal with that stuff to have a society that's livable, right? Because without a society that's livable, that other stuff doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you have to, listen, I have guns, you know, they're safe. They're protected. They're locked. Um, well, to your point, I mean, most gun. So I, mean, I don't want you infringing on my right to do that. But at the same I, well, time, I'm not going to go out and shoot somebody. Yeah. Right. So, and by the way, you know, gun violence. I believe, that, again, depending on what statue look, stat statue look at, I believe suicide is the number one gun violent death i think you're right yeah i believe so um and you know i think also you know the communities of in these cities they have to come together too to figure this out right i saw a stat this morning 46 percent of all teen death by guns are black teens Hmm. right that's staggering, staggering, right? I, I just yeah, saw a stat that the, the, the um, I believe for the first time in a very long time, the, the U.S. Um, mortality rate for teenagers has gone down. The mortality rate for teenagers has. I think that's the way I'm saying. Gone so, up or down? You mean like so? So it's the risen, average age, right? current teenagers, right? Uh, I want to get this right. I think so. Let me Google. Hold on. I think right now is the worst time in a you know 
since records have been kept, I believe one in five teens, one in five teens will not live to be 43. Okay, wait, I'll Google that. I think that's, it's staggering. It, like I was shocked when I read the stat. I believe it was New York Times or Wash Post or Wall Street, one of those. Uh, staggering, staggering. Uh, and that's that, and there's that's not just guns, it's guns, suicides, uh, you know, overdoses, drug use, um, all, all that combined. One in five teens, I believe, will not live to be 43 years old. Okay, I gotta go look. Okay, I'm, I'm still, yeah, it, it's fine. Okay. I, I'm, it's pretty close. We'll, we'll put a, okay. we'll put a disclaimer that I may in... not have okay. that. I may not have that exactly right, but it's, it's close to that number, which is staggering. Think about that. One in five teens won't live to be 43. Um, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, here, I'll try to Google. Okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Uh, let's change. What, what else I'm you looking... want to talk about? We're well, running out well, of time. I know we are running out of time. No, I didn't know if there's any other sports things you want to get to, uh, that are going on. Um, you know, we obviously finished NCAA basketball. Uh, yeah, that was exciting. UConn. I went to school in Connecticut, so that was exciting. Um, just really, really fun and there. The to... NBA. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. Any, any updates with um, the, sale, the sale of the Commanders or Jeff Bezos getting in on it? Any, any new info? No, it's been quiet. Uh, it, yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, I think there's probably three or four bidders. It seems. Um, I'm I'm actually surprised it has not happened yet. It seems oddly quiet. So it's like, is it happening? Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's been quiet on that front. Um, what else? Anything else? What, what's going on in your life? Um, let's see what's going on out here in California. I mean, a lot, you know, the podcast is busy. We're interviewing every, um, reality star under the sun. Uh, it's good. It's good out here in LA. No complaints. No complaints. Loving Maine the Cali lifestyle. Maine was good. I was up there for, uh, I was, it was good to go back. Um, and then it's good to be back in California. I do Good. love the sunshine, uh, you know, tax. I do enjoy the sunshine state. It is, it's an amazing place to live. I like the people here a lot. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, I right. think we're, I think that's, I think that's a wrap, right? Okay. It's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Where can people find you? Yeah. Next week we'll, uh, I'll, I'll make sure I have the right stat on that. Make sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, was, I'm looking too. Like, we'll find it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, 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 it's pretty close to that. It's pretty accurate in terms of the, the, that's so wild. Yeah, it's very scary. But yeah, so the average life expectancy, um, I think that's the right term, life expectancy in this country is turned downward. And the primary reason, so it was a study and wow. recent study, very recent, and it, they, you know, COVID was not to blame at all. Huh. It wow. was violence, drugs, suicide amongst teenagers as the primary reason for the life expectancy in the United States to turn down. I see. Um, yeah, I'm seeing it now. Like um, Healthline has picked it up, and the CDC now has yeah. said that U.S. life expectancy has dropped to 76. Yeah. Um, but then you dig a little deeper, and you know everyone thought it was because of COVID, the older people dying, but really that was negligible. It was Drug war. overdoses are huge, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Teenage and, and... And suicide was another big factor. CDC yep. reported that suicide was um, a factor in the life expectancy decline for 2021. Yeah. Depression, anxiety, suicide rates have reached crisis proportions. Yeah, that's what, that's what happens when you keep kids out of school. I've said this a hundred times in this podcast. The one of the worst travesties during COVID was how certain politicians... I believe for in many cases for political reasons kept kids out of school for 18 months travesty of epic proportions you're seeing it both in these types of stats you're seeing it in educational testing um, and honestly none of them were held to a to account I was going to say no you never I mean it works I that's what I dislike Maybe a about couple our lost political... an election here or there but it's it's amazing yeah. to me that that occurred. It's amazing to me that that occurred. And nobody but, really talks about it. No one, you know, no. And you, you, we were saying it from the beginning. Like, this isn't like revisionist history. Oh, we knew at the time, blah, blah. No. A lot of red states, so-called red states, they got the kids back. Connecticut, very liberal state. The governor there, super great, super smart, said, you know what? Kids need to be back in school. Sorry, they cannot be sitting at home learning. Got them back September of 20, at least three days a week. And then January moved to four days a week and then so on. Got them back in. Let them play sports. I, did you see this? No, art, I mean, real it was quick, a real... Jump, did, you, did you see this article yesterday about this Montessori school in New York who stole masking kids outside? Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, look, I'm getting ready to have the uh, speech therapist Oh, yeah. Come. So did you fire, fire that person well, or I, did you keep them? We, she's agreed to teach KJ outside without a mask. So I'm going to do that until – one, I'm going to do that and see if it works. Two, yeah. I, I'm going to do that until I can find somebody else that's okay because people are like, well, what if it rains? Well, we live in Southern California. Normally it doesn't rain, although this yeah. past year. So – I'm okay with that until I find an alternative or if it works outside, I'm fine with that. But I mean, I just refuse to, I, you know, no offense. I mean, if you want a mask, go for it, but I'm not doing yeah. it anymore, you yeah. know? And did you see a Nova hospital center in uh, Northern Virginia? They've list, lifted all masks for the hospital, except for like, if you're ICU or like, yeah. you know, very, so I thought that's great. It's good to see hospitals because I mean, you recall three or four years ago, you'd go in with the flu, you'd go in with chicken pox, you'd go in. No one was ever masked. Yeah, so it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's anyway. All right. I'm with you. All right. Uh where can people find you? Patrick GM Fox Five DC. All right, we'll see you next week, Patrick. All right, bye, bye. Sarah. Bye.